And another big part of that is we've talked about, you know, creating company culture in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Having that culture in, in, well, let me flip that. Having that purpose ingrained in your culture. So is this purpose, you know, just absolutely basically infectious throughout your organization? Right. Is the lowest level employee or the lowest level of management, at least, do they have the same purpose in mind? Right. Is it at the forefront of what they do on a daily basis from their management style, from the decisions that they're making? Because ultimately, they're the ones in the field. And, you know, probably more customer facing. And so basically, is it in every breath that the organization takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as as we said before, is it living? Right. Both in words and in actions at all levels of of the business or the company. Is it ingrained and integrated within your culture? Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach Levy, and joining with me, as always, is our other esteemed co-host, Andy McDowell. Andy, great to see you this morning. Great to see you. So On this soon-to-be rainy day. Soon-to-be. So we'll start a second weather podcast since we always talk about it. But it's the kind of thing that everybody talks about, right? Right. So it's the easiest small talk. It affects everybody. (laughs) So everybody talks about it. And it's something so you can, good. something you can bitch about. <laughs> yeah. Extra caffeinated kind of day. But yeah. so I'm going to pass it over to Andy, but we're kind of talking about a really hot, you know, nebulous topic this morning that that's really come into the marketplace and it kind of abstract if you think about it. So I know Andy and I've had some good discussion on it. So Andy, why don't you set the stage for us of our discussion this morning? Yeah, so it sort of uh, all ties in with the great resignation and so forth that there's this feeling, and I think it's being led mostly by the younger generations, that there's a desire by employees and customers and so forth uh, from a lot of the stakeholders, if you will, of of a company that the company get more involved or formally state 
if you will, where where they sit on a on a particular you know environmental or social society or some some particular topic out in society that there's this sort of growing conversation that's starting to happen about how a company really needs to be pur- purposeful or have a purpose a stated formal purpose that is transparent and formally stated so that customers, employees, et cetera, the stakeholders know where they stand. And I think for for a year, companies have always just taken a back seat and let government do government things and society do society things. We're just here to make money. We have a product or service that we want to offer to the marketplace. We're just going to leave it there. We're going to do our branding thing, our marketing thing, or this thing, that thing, and so forth. But we're going to stay out of those items. But I think through COVID and a lot of introspection by human beings and companies and so forth, and, and a lot of changes that have occurred in the world, that this is becoming more and more of a hot topic. And, and society is kind of saying, no, I'm sorry, you can't sit in the corner or be a fly on the wall, just watch this happen. These are two important topics for human beings and the way the world is going that we need the financials or the influence or the conversation or uh, some kind of stakeholderness, if you will, out of companies in these topics because you have a major say, because you have a major influence on these things and you have major resources that could be applied to affect or move or change some of these aspects in the world. And so I think that's what is driving the conversations that are starting to happen that you need to state your purpose. We need to know where you stand. What do you think, Zach? I mean, the like we were talking about, it's led by the younger generation. I feel like across the board, you know, later millennials specifically and getting into Gen Z has really disrupted a lot of spaces, a lot of norms. And the term new normal has become normal. And so in this fact, I mean, again, corporations used to be, you know, get the job done, offer a product, there we go. But the generation currently is really the first to come out and say, we we want to be some part of something bigger than ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. They want to know that what they're investing their time in, their efforts in, their work in, is doing more than just bringing them a paycheck, right? And, you know, even in the, you know, financial space, for example, there there's a lot of investors in today's world that will sacrifice potential return for a social purpose, right? The term ESG investing has come out and people, you know, move away from things that are damaging the environment or socioeconomic or things like that. And that wasn't something that was that was anywhere close to normal prior. So and I think it, I think it's that arena ESG that, that a lot of people are asking uh, for corporations or companies to state where they're at. Right. At least somewhere in that in that mix, not necessarily maybe in the whole spectrum of ESG, but in some area, if you will, in that ESG spectrum, where where do you, where do you stand? Because right. it's becoming more and more important to me 
and I don't want to do business with a company that doesn't stand in the same thought position or just a, an opinion position relative to this topic. I want to go find and spend my money or time with a company that does, because I want to reinforce or support a company that's doing activities in supporting that particular position or a particular position within that topic within the ESG. Right. And I mean, I know I, you talk to plenty of people, even on the you know consumer side of things, that they will spend more money with a company that is out there doing things other than just producing a product, mm-hmm. right? And and so you're seeing that more and more. But you know, like you said, having to establish a purpose first. Why are we doing what we're doing? What you know? What is what are we trying to impact, right? Well, let's let's talk about that word impact because the whole dynamic that's going on right now between the Florida governor and Disney is a is a perfect example where a company with a huge brand and a particular reputation and so forth has taken a stand in an ESG category, if you will, or topic or theme, or I, I don't know what the specific word is to use it. And it's now an issue where the governor has a strong position against Disney's position mm-hmm. to the point now they're changing the the regulatory is it regulatory or or judicial Definitely. they're self-governing and saying no you can't do that anymore, right. which is going to financially affect the company. And I think that's the concern that companies have right now is, well, you're asking us to do this and then we're going to do it, but it's going to butt up against or become in conflict with parties outside of us that have influence over us or a threat, you know, right. talking about a SWOT analysis, a threat in, in our particular business. And that's why we've been a fly in the wall watching this all along and now mm-hmm. you're asking us to get dragged into this and particularly could be affecting our business as it's being played out in the public sector right now with the Florida governor. So it, it, it's pretty obvious why companies have said, no, we want to be a fly on the wall with this and not get involved because it's these type of things that could hit our bottom line. Right. From that and perspective. You've, seen, you've seen more marketing pushes. What's interesting though, is from a big business standpoint, the ones we always see on major network advertising, things like that, right? Not to specifically mention any names, but you have seen massive companies make this shift from look how great our product is, mm-hmm. right? To look at what we support, right? It's, you know, they're advertising, you almost don't even see the product in the advertising besides the brand that pops up at the end of the commercial, but it's, here's a, here's a cause we're going after. And it's drawing in again, the, the new rising generation. So, and it stands the same from an employee standpoint. So the question lies, how do you build purpose into an organization, make that successful? Yeah, so before we get into that topic, maybe we should go after what you and I were discussing right before we started recording, sort of lay a 
uh, groundwork, if you will, as to or from from a def, definition standpoint, what we're talking about, because there may be some confusion out there about the difference between why, purpose, and mission. Well, and I found it interesting how long we went back and forth to bounce the ball back and forth and really come to a solid stance because it is yeah, because kind it's, of abstract it's, if you think about it. Well, it's kind of abstract. And as you and I both stated in our conversation, there's a lot of overlap right, uh, amongst these items. And that's why it's got people doing a lot of scratching. So from that standpoint, I think what we're about to say or do is just sort of our thoughts about it. And there's probably a hundred other thoughts on there out there because it is a very new type topic that's bubbling up from, from the ground, so to speak, because of COVID and political and other reasons. So but I don't think you and I sit here and say, we're the experts in this and you need to listen to us. We, we're just going to provoke some thought out of this conversation and you need to embrace what your own thoughts are on it but right um, what we've said before hey follow us on this journey mm -hmm. right so this is a conversation y'all so you know and so go to going to speak definitionally you know andy i'll talk on on the verb topic of it or the noun topic first we have mm -hmm. to understand that noun is Purpose is really the, the why, right? As a noun is the purpose that we establish for the company, if you will, if you want to expand on that. Yeah, so I think the, the noun part of purpose has a lot of overlap with the word why. Mm -hmm. As you and I discussed, the word intention has a lot of strength or synonymism, if you will, with the word purpose. So in, in our banter back and forth, we sort of settled on that the why is the thought process and the reasoning for a particular thing to even exist or come into fruition, if you will. It's the checklist. You know, okay, we're thinking about building a particular company that has a product or service in this area. And someone's going to ask you, if you mention that to a friend for the first time, their first question is going to be, why? Mm -hmm. Right. And then you're going to list off a number of items, what's going on in the marketplace or technology or good idea that's going to answer a why that's always been out there and a need that's always been out there, but we could do it better. I mean, there's a, a bullet list of things you could put under that that I feel like is the why and would be the noun part of overlap with purpose. It's just that for me, purpose has more intention behind it. Like I've not only thought about it, come up with that bullet list, but now I think there's enough evidence, if you will, under that question of why, that I'm gonna set some intention and some purpose in moving forward with this idea. Haven't executed yet. Not about the actual execution. It's about moving somewhat through a process, a thought process, if you will, with both the mind and the heart of saying, here's the why. This is why we're thinking about doing it. And now we're going to move with some energy and some intention and make it purposeful, noun-wise, mm -hmm. noun-wise, and actually putting some energy behind it is where, where I sort of sit with it. Yeah, and delivering that, that's, 
and we have to almost separate these right because again mm -hmm. there's overlap but then what we want to dig into is once we've established the noun the reason why we created the business or the organization is moving into the verb form which is that intention right or well, it's still it's still intentional in nature it's still intentional right. but you're actually now got some energy and movement behind it right, right. sort of where the, the strategy formation starts beginning when you mentioned or, it in our or, talks or is, is almost from a military standpoint okay what's our objective what's our mission yeah well from a military perspective what i what i thought was you're actually handing a high level strategy over to the generals and say getting the blessing and saying here's the objectives here's some thoughts behind the strategy and execution behind it but you have the president's and the joint chief of staff's blessing on this here's sort of the high level package now go out on mission and go accomplish this right right from that perspective and and purpose is kind of the bridge behind the initial thinking and the why why would we even consider doing this from a military perspective? What's the reasoning behind it? What's the bullet list of evidence, if you will, about why we should be doing this is a starting point. And if you have enough meat on that bone, then it's like, okay, let's further discussion and get more into a strategic kind of conversation that's intentional in nature. What would be the purpose behind this that you could actually communicate that would answer uh, with even more meat on the bone, the why question. And you've, and you've got enough of this package, if you will, you can hand it off and have somebody go on mission to actually execute on that particular piece. So it's, a, it's almost, almost like putting more meat on. If, if the why is the bone, the purpose is a lot of meat that's being put on it to make yourself a nice big drumstick. <laughs> which you're going to go on mission if to eat right from that perspective i don't know that's a poor analogy but whatever it works <laughs> well we that's works. what we in the south do here with fried chicken right <laughs> exactly so so now once we have the meat not a not a commercial for arby's because that's what it sounds like but it's making me hungry <laughs> i know <laughs> Thankfully, lunch is coming up. So, yeah. but how do we move into actually building on that purpose onto the bone, if you will? All right. And so, of course, the first point, and this is with any endeavor, really, you've got to create a benchmark or a baseline. To well, this is why I like it as a good hook with it with that whole strategy conversation is more behind the purpose than why. Right. Is you've got to go look throughout your your business strategies, your or your operations, your organization, depending on what your why slash purpose is, is everything that we're doing from a strategy, operations, organizational structure, branding, marketing, everything that you know, all those big label items you do in a company, are all they are they all aligned with the why and the purpose? And right. if you just if you're just starting off, that's a lot easier of an exercise because you're 
you're already building that into the thought as you're doing your business plan and other activities to get yourself started. But if you're already two, three, five, 10 years down the road with a business, now you've got to become a little bit more of a detective, look at your company culture and all those things to make sure that if we're now going to formally state, you know, it may have all been there already sort of subconsciously, not really discussed, but now the world is asking you to formally state what your purpose is, because we want to know whether or not you are aligned with our own thoughts on this particular topic as a requirement or standard by which I'm going to be making a decision whether to do business with you or not from that perspective. And you don't want to be talking out of both sides of your mouth, right? You want mm-hmm. the left side of your mouth, you're saying, this is what my purpose is and everything. And then your employees and your customers and all the stakeholders look at what you're formally stating going, well, that's a load of crap. You know, 75% of what we do is not in alignment with those statements that you just made. Right. So I don't believe one word that's, you know, it, it all goes into the trust bucket, right? Mm-hmm. And the brand, the reputation, the trust and everything is going to get banged on against by the purpose statement that you're coming up with and it's a test and if you know 70 80 90 percent of what you do is aligned with that purpose then you're going to be in pretty good shape and you only have to clean up a little bit of of that 10 20 percent but if 75 percent of what you do is not in alignment then you got a lot of change management work that you need to do to get those Items, whether they be strategy, operations, org structure, whatever, company culture, to get it aligned with those pieces. And you may want to start doing that first before, you know, sort of behind the scenes before you start formally announcing it from that perspective. But that's, that's step one is to get alignment with everything that you do with a purpose. Right. Otherwise, people aren't going to believe you. and be a major stumbling block for some people to even do business with you because you're not in alignment. I don't believe you. There's no trust. Therefore, I'm not going to do business with you. Right. And once you've lost that trust, it's very hard to gain it back just as in any Mm -hmm. relationship. So, and then of course they, you know, they say play to your strengths, right? We can talk about the 80, 20 rule applied to many situations, but basically connecting that purpose with what your greatest strengths are as a company, what your differentiating factors are, things like that. Yeah. So people want to see you actually living it, you know, right. How many times have we said, don't pay attention to what a person says, pay attention to what they do. Well, same thing with a company, right? So where are the, where's the action behind the words, the formal statements, words that you're using for, your, your, your why and purpose type statements and where are you living it? Because that once again, comes down to trust where you still don't trust you unless you're actually living it. So how, how can you leverage your strengths in what activities that you're doing to actually show action behind your words? And it could be, you know, particularly if you're working in the ESG kind of or, arena you might have an opportunity to use your strengths like uh, supply chain management or 
uses of capital or assets or anything that is your strength you might be able to use sort of out of the mainstream of what your business does but is an influence or direct impact on whatever topic or theme that you're hitting on in the ESG arena to show action behind your words. For example, you might make access to your strength by other companies that want to do something in that same arena to, to support or influence or, or partner, if you will, with you in moving the world in some direction in that ESG arena. That would be actions behind your words and people would begin to believe and trust in your statements because you're actually out there in the world doing something to affect it. So this is kind of like, where's your opportunity statement, right? Where, where are your strengths? They're strong enough that you can almost lend them or, or partner with other companies to take advantage of that method, process, assets, whatever you have that's outside of the direct operations of building and selling your product or service to take advantage of it that would demonstrate to the world you're putting some action behind your words to the point where you're even offering it to other people that may not have that strength, but yet want to join forces with you in that particular arena. Right. And that's what we mean here by sort of connecting your purpose with your superpower. And your superpowers can be different for everybody. So we, we just use the supply chain example, but that's just one way. There are a multitude of ways, a multitude of superpowers you might have that you could right. utilize. And another big part of that is we talked about, you know, creating company culture in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Having that culture in in well, let me flip that. Having that purpose ingrained in your culture. So, is this purpose, you know, just absolutely, basically infectious throughout your organization? Right? Is the lowest level employee or the lowest level of management at least do they have the same purpose in mind? Right? Is it at the forefront of what they do on a daily basis? from their management style, from the decisions that they're making, because ultimately they're the ones in the field and, you know, probably more customer facing. And so basically, is it in every breath that the organization takes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as, as we said before, is it living? Right. Both in words and in actions at all levels. Of, of the business or the company? Is it ingrained and integrated within your culture? Have you given proper responsibility and authorities to the lowest levels of your management team to make decisions based on it or to actively have it within their conversations with their team on a day-by-day, hour-by-hour kind of basis? Are they given authority to say, hey, we're going to do it we're going to do a team day on this Saturday and we're going to go over to X location and use our hours in, in a community charity mm -hmm. kind of event on 
this Saturday and your your team manager has the complete authority to just go do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if it's in, if it's in line with these statements, you don't even come to us. Just go do it. Kind of um, managerial environment. And oh, by the way, after you go do it, tell us about it because we want to collect these things and make it part of our branding and messaging and showing the world that we're actively doing these type things that are our words match uh, match our actions. Again, walking the walk, not just talking the talk. As as simple as that statement is. Yeah, as simple as that. So, but then Andy. How do we make sure that we're we're staying within those parameters? Yeah, so here's the most nebulous of the four, which is how can we measure it? How, how can we measure how well we are doing from our actions and words and activities and influence and participation in, in conversation and communication with our stakeholders about this particular arena, this purpose that we've formally stated out to the world and so you have to come up with using creative skills on ways to measure it to actually be able to narrow it down to a thumbs up thumbs down about how well are we doing Mm -hmm. uh, in this and when you're you're really worried about trust level and experience and branding and finding your peeps, so to speak, out in the marketplace that you want for as customers or suppliers or stakeholders within it. If you don't pay attention to that, you may inadvertently get yourself in a ditch or in a bad spot because you weren't measuring it, paying attention to it when there, when there may be issues with one or more stakeholders with what you're doing. And you never opened up a line of communication to have a conversation about it and get yourself in a bad way. And that was going to be my major point is, you know, we talked about on, on, you know, creating measuring stick is between your people and your customers and everybody that you're supposed to be living out that purpose with or for, you've got to be open to communication to identify those blind spots, right? We've talked probably ad nauseum about having a safe space for feedback and ideas and free thinking, right? And so I really think that the consumer is going to be a big measuring stick, right? Are, is your purpose of the impact that you want to make or what you're supposed to be living out, is your customer base following that, mm-hmm. right? I think that if you look at that alone, that's a big one. What about the same with your employee base, right? Your managerial base, are they all exhibiting that purpose? Are you hiring to that purpose? Are, you know, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like looking in a, in a mirror at the, of the organization. Okay. Are we seeing in the mirror what we're supposed to look like? Yeah. It has a, uh, depending on the basis for your purpose statement. Right. And the way the world feels about that particular topic, it can have huge implications to your business. And so it needs a lot of forethought and conversation and maybe even conversation with all your stakeholders before you actually decide to make whatever it is your purpose, as well as make statements about it, because it's going to affect your employees and who you're bringing into the company. It's going to affect your customers' reaction from government. 
you know, particularly if it's a topic that's very controversial in the political world, as well as, you know, what, what government might be doing from a regulatory, legislative, judicial type basis. Uh, the more the more controversial it is, the more potential impact it might have on your business. Right. If if 80, 90 percent of the world is sitting in the same spot you are on a particular topic, you're going to make a purposeful statement behind most likely less impact on your business is going to be. If anything, it might help grow it because you've made that formal statement and people say, oh, okay, now that I know that for sure, you know, that question mark has gone away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to switch from another company and, and align with you or you're just reinforcing loyalty with customers you already have or something of that nature. But the more controversial that it is, the more potential you know, bad impact or negative impact it might have on your company. And so it needs a lot of conversation before you actually start making statements. Right. I mean, great example, what's going on with Disney a lot, you know, they have, they have a defined purpose, but getting a ton of pushback because it is controversial. Right. Which. Well, with, with statements that they've made from a societal positioning or a theme or an item within the society realm they've made statements with the florida governor has a lot of pushback with and now he's been able to push legislation through through the government that's changing their self-governance stance which will have a huge impact on at least the disney world portion of their right of their business and hopefully there was a lot of conversation and forethought before they really started making that position known and an understanding that might be in in a push a potential blowback if you will from the state government on it right i don't know and i I don't know they'd ever make public statements on how much conversation there was on it but that's just one example of why i need to have a lot of conversation and forethought about it with Mm -hmm. your stakeholders before you go make those statements because it could have a potential impact right all right we made it <laughs> well self-imploding on the you know on a on a conversation and a topic that's only really just sort of getting started right out in society in the business world but like like zach and i stated before we're, we're not we're not experts on this we're just formulating our own ideas and opinions and somewhat thinking out if you will on this particular topic and we would love to hear from you on your own thoughts about this uh, topic because there's no right or wrong answer to it right now because it's just certain aspects of society are asking for these type things out of businesses and businesses have been like i said the fly in the wall not really wanting to tread on the territory but the the pressure and the voices are getting louder and louder and louder to really start seriously thinking about this very much so well, we very much uh, appreciate you joining us uh, once again on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. Um, we ho- hope it was thought-provoking and gets you thinking about things and asking questions of yourself on your opinions and ideas centered around this. And if you got something out of it, please share it with others so that uh, they might listen to it and start engaging with their own self-conversations or self-questions, if you will, on this particular topic. Any any last minute thoughts, Zach? Just appreciate y'all joining us on this journey. Again, this was a 
abstract and new topic because this always hasn't been part of the business world. Mm, no. So most no, of course, it, it has, but yeah, a, a different but it's interesting for, for sure. So I hope you hung on with us and found some value and made you think that was the main purpose of the day. But like I said, you know, you know, join us on this journey, get reminders, go ahead and hit that, you know, subscribe button, follow us and help us generate more value in this world day in, day out. So so have a great day, have a great week, and we will see you next Tuesday right here on the Generate Your Value podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at the Fitzpreneur. Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.